Hello. Hi, it's working. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I guess we should introduce ourselves. That's how yeah, this goes, right? Seems like, <laughs> like a good place to start. Good. I am a 26-year-old mother of a five-month-old son, and I live with my husband in North uh, North Texas. Um, I work as a, a client relationship manager for a tax consulting firm, and my husband is a stay-at-home dad during the week and a physical therapist during the weekends. Yeah. So, Abby, how are you? <laughs> yeah, Lizzie. Uh, so, I am not married. I'm going to be 26 real soon which is crazy. You've now say I'm like <laughs> heading into late twenties. <laughs> um, anyway, working on 25. Yeah, exactly. Like those groups for 25 like, and three quarters. sorry. <laughs> I said 25 and three quarters. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Almost there. Just a few months, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so I work in the nonprofit world here in DC and love what I do. I work as a recruiter. So helping to help people find the right fit, um, and just let them, be better connected with people around them and in work and all, which has just been such a blessing to be able to, you know, help people find home in a way. So yeah, <laughs> that's me. I live in a house yeah, with that's awesome. three other fantastic ladies. So a little bit of a different <laughs> living situation, um, but wonderful nonetheless. I remember that life. I, I miss that life. I mean, I know they always say grass is greener on the other side because when I was living in an apartment with you know, four of my, my best friends, I always dreamed about being married with children. And now that I'm married with children, I think of, oh, those wonderful days when I was living in an apartment with four of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny how it's always kind of like the grass is always greener and you can appreciate things um, yes. so much more profoundly. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate always hearing that from you and, and it, the other married ladies in our group because it's, I think it's helped me to appreciate more completely what I what I do have, you know, because I had kind of seen myself following in that timeline very closely, but uh, it's not quite not quite the reality, which is fine, you know. Everyone has their own um, timeline, and God's plan really does intercede and work in the best way. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, man, I feel like. This is so cool. We get to talk about things that we talk about normally, but we we're just thinking about how we have words to share and just topics of commonality and things that are important to us that bring Absolutely. us together. So, yeah. Everybody has a voice and it's important to find yours, especially in this, this crazy, crazy world. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, and it's funny, especially being in D.C., because you see the <laughs> how many people have voices. Um <laughs> And it can be over almost overwhelming, you know, because there's so much to take in and to process and differing opinions. That's a very good point. Oh. Very, very good point. Yeah. So but, I think if I recall, our topic was just how um, as sisters in Christ, we can really just support each other and bring each other closer to God, even though we're in different stages, just um, try to really uphold each other. Yeah, I, no, I correct? that's totally right. And I, I, I love when we were brainstorming for different ideas, how all the things that we like mentioned were both like, oh yeah, that's awesome. We should talk about that because I mean, <laughs> I love like learning from, from you and like hearing things in, in your stage of life. And it helps me to like understand better, you know, just the differences and also like appreciating how we can support women in our lives more completely and journey with them 
better. So yeah, very true. I think I see that a lot in uh, in my workplace since I work with a lot of women. Um, you know, I think that the feminist movement, while it it certainly has done a lot of good, what I just what I've seen is that. I don't see as much upholding as I think there should be. And I think that that's something that um, other groups of women have maybe found a way to do a little bit better. And, um, you know, I think it's really beautiful to see women who don't have necessarily the exact same uh, walk of life or stage of life Mm -hmm. coming together and really, um, I guess, acknowledging and validating each other. And I, I see that, so much in so many of my friendships and sometimes I see that's pretty devoid in the outside world so I think there needs to be a lot more of that <laughs> yeah definitely and something you just mentioned really struck me I was as I was again kind of like ruminating on like how to talk about like female friendships especially through the lens of modernity um what really came to me was um C.S. Lewis in his great book uh the four loves which is just a phenomenal work and like mm, okay. so encouraging the whole time like yes that and that but he has this great quote about um <laughs> like friendship and how people like that revelation that you you journey with someone similarly and it kind of happens he says like when one person is like listening to another person and think oh my gosh you too I thought I was the only one and that kind of collision of agreement is just so uh it just brings peace and I think that you know even though again we are at different stages of life and I'm not married I don't have children I don't have a house of my own (laughs) which is fine um we have more in common than we have dissimilarly it's true. It's very true. And I think, I think that the more that you look for commonalities, the more you're going to find. And, and if you look for divisiveness, you're going to find divisiveness. So it's, it's kind of, um, you know, which, which wolf or what, how does that tail go? Which wolf are you going to feed? Oh, I think it's like a, an Indian tail. I think where it's, oh, I'm going to totally butcher this, but it's like a, a young boy is talking to his grandfather and, um, and the grandfather says that, you know, everybody has two wolves that follow them, one that's good and one that's evil. And the, the kid says, you know, how will I know, you know, which one, which one will triumph? And he says, the one that you feed, which I thought Ooh. was very interesting. Yeah. So, yes. Which oh, one are you going to feed? The one of commonalities or the one of, the one of divisiveness? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. I love that analogy because I think that that kind of points to the fact that like, we have natural tendencies to both good and to bad in a way, you know, just like human nature mm-hmm. and all, but we, so those things sure. just occur naturally in us, but yet we choose which one to, to feed, mm-hmm. like you said, to feed, to nurture and to make stronger in ourselves. That's a really cool analogy. I never heard that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm probably totally remembering it wrong, but I just <laughs> remember it. it was a very strange <laughs> analogy of like feeding a wolf, you know, like, Oh wow. That seems really like powerful and, and very passionate so yeah um <laughs> I love it I'm like but yeah that animal description yeah because it is like very so, earthy yeah but man yeah absolutely and friendship there are so many examples of like good feminine friendship throughout literature and history mm. and the modern world yes. <laughs> um, absolutely but there's, absolutely but there's not as personal as the ones that are around you. And I just, one thing that's really struck that's me right. and I've been thinking about a little bit recently, just in terms of friendship, because um, it's a little bit backstory. I'm, I guess our friendship in a way is, you know, we've known each other yeah, since we were yeah. sophomores, juniors. Like I knew who you were my sophomore year, but I didn't really know you. 
until yeah i knew who you were well i knew who you were freshman year because i totally admired the clique that you were in and i thought you guys were like cool girls and i was like oh man i wish i could be friends with them but yes i think we didn't to know each other until i guess that would have been yeah sophomore or junior year when i got back from rome right yeah because I, yeah we were opposite rome semester so our, our university the study abroad semester and we went opposite semester so i guess we really would have like become friends junior year um, yeah, that's right, because yeah, yeah, I guess you I were know. like our honorary fifth roommate. I remember that now. <laughs> In our student apartment, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because I was dorm and I didn't have a kitchen, and I wanted to cook my own food, because yes. the dorm food is ridiculously overpriced. It's not great. Yeah, <laughs> not great. But yeah, that's right. That's when we really like, became friends. And I just, I, what I was thinking about was how, you know, we've been friends for, what, like five years now? That would be 2012? 2018, so six yeah, years. Six oh my so gosh. Almost to seven years. <laughs> yeah, we're past seven years, so we're friends oh, forever. Yeah, so that's just, <laughs> I don't know. I heard that somewhere so long ago that, like, if you're friends for seven years with someone, you'll be friends forever. I, like, stick to that. Like, it's a real rule, and I think that's great because we'll be friends forever. I think so. But <laughs> so we all live in the same area right after college, and so. lots of mass and brunch was had. Um, and, and girls' night and engagements and friendships and marriages and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, you got married two years ago? Two, two years? Whoa, right? Like a year and a half ago. Okay, but it yeah. was beginning of 2017. Yeah, and then uh, six yeah, months beginning ago. of 2017. Okay, that makes sense because I remember coming back to Texas for that because then I moved to the East Coast where I didn't know anyone. And so it was kind of an uprooting feeling for me, like moving away from that friend group and Mm-hmm. reestablish and, and kind of reconnect or to connect with people in my new area but it made me appreciate like that we mm-hmm. can that you still keep in touch and that's kind of what this podcast came out of was like a desire to have more intentional conversation more regularly perhaps <laughs> absolutely absolutely and just to to really um highlight I think how how so I don't know how people can really benefit by being in each other's lives and and mm-hmm. in ways that sometimes you either take for granted or you don't think that they can. So yeah, this is us trying to not take it for granted. <laughs> exactly. Okay. This is so funny. I was just talking to someone at work today about, um, this is a very heady lunch conversation. We're talking about um, leisure as <laughs> Joseph Pieper has his book, which it's been a long time, but it's called the leisure, the basis oh, yeah. of culture. Uh, I think we had to read it in college. Um, but it just talks about how we really can't be whole people and especially modern culture really emphasizes work over leisure and then you kind of you leisure and you rest that you can work more you can like you know work hard play hard kind of thing um and people is really talking mm-hmm. about how it's so important to rest your soul rest your heart and this isn't like netflix binge like there's a place for that that is great um <laughs> but it's not that thing that will truly restore you and he says this really stuck out to me but he describes true leisure is being both contemplative and celebratory um, mm. And for me, that just yeah, like, yeah, I know, right? And that's, it's easy to remember. It's a couple of fees, contemplative and celebratory. And that's what I feel like spending time with good friends is because you can just like relax, be yourself, um, be encouraged and challenged in a positive way, you know, intellectually or, you know, encouraged to be, you know, just to live your life more completely. Um, mm-hmm. But that like friendship, like good friendship like let's get a little platonic for a second but like 
<laughs> like true friendship it should be it should be in a way like somewhat um leisure it should be a type of leisure i think mm. and not like should again rest your soul exactly i like that it should rest your soul yes i agree and i think that um it can definitely be a temptation i know i found myself trying to almost like force force a friendship that's not necessarily there or to be focusing on a friendship that is not restful to my soul, that is not making me a better person, that's not um, allowing me to really become who I'm supposed to be. I've definitely found myself doing that over the the last probably two years or so. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, not to say that you shouldn't not be friends with somebody, but to recognize those that really put you in the best light and that have your best interests at heart and that know you and that love you. And um, I, uh, speaking of being known and being loved, I think that that's something that is missing a lot in a lot of people's lives these days is being known, you know, with social yeah. media platforms, people are, are able to like constantly live stream their life, but oh. are they really known? Yeah. They know someone. Um, and so, you know, I, I found myself maybe working a little too hard towards friendships that don't have those qualities or that, um, don't necessarily lead me closer to Christ. Um, and I think that I was, I feel like that was another reason for the podcast was to really focus on, on the friendships that get us, um, you know, a little bit closer on our journey to heaven and a little bit closer to, um, to who we are supposed to be and to who we're meant to be. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love this. This is encouraging and I'm even more excited <laughs> to do this podcast. Um, which yes. just to preface to, I don't know, we're complete novices, but this is like a really cool opportunity also to kind of like document our own growth as people over the years. And mm-hmm. I'm saying this is if we're yeah. gonna, you know, we'll see where this goes. Um, but yeah. We're going to dig it up 20 years later <laughs> yeah. in a time capsule. <laughs> Their little one will be like, mom, this is when you were... <laughs> We were young. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> you were doing a podcast? That was so 2015. <laughs> now we just store those, like, Google. What are they? They have, like, the camera built in. I just, that oh, kind of yeah, scares I me. Know. I don't know. Because, like, what if, maybe this is too much for a podcast. I think we can edit. But if you're wearing glasses yes. with a camera, like, you do your makeup. You're, like, using the bathroom. Like, you're having private conversations. And then someone else is yeah. privy to all that information. Like, yeah maybe there'll be like I'll a locker yeah. <laughs> like a locker in the bathroom you can like leave your glasses in <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes I agree it's a whole agree. different level of journey oh, yeah. in life together <laughs> that's right that's right yeah no I a side note on that I feel like we I was actually just having a conversation with a, um, another couple last week about technology and how it's getting to the point to where maybe I'm being like a little too paranoid like I'm I'm, I promise I'm not going to break out the tinfoil hat, but sometimes <laughs> it just, everywhere, you know, like you, there is no privacy and people know what you're doing all the time and they know what you're trying to buy all the time and they're trying to make you buy more things. And when you're striving to live a simple, minimalist, quiet life, that can really get in the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is funny you mentioned that because Amazon has been like pestering me to buy more chocolate which has been a little bit distracting <laughs> lately and be like, Hey, look, chocolate on sale. I'm like, no, don't, I don't know. No, your preference. I think we need to we need to flesh that out a little bit more. So um, a couple, let's see, I guess that was like 
a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, a week ago, I think. Um, I I came home to a (laughs) a surprise package, which was two plus pounds of Dove chocolate with no note, which was otherwise mysterious, except that it was from Amazon. So, of course, I had no qualms and immediately dug in. And it turned out it was from Daddy, which was so sweet. I was so touched. And I, I told my husband that it was my chocolate and I didn't want him to eat it all because he's got to be worried that was going to happen. Um, and he's been very good. Been very impressed with his self-control. <laughs> that must be hard um, to be home during the day with this big thing of chocolate, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a testament to his ability to um, be hard on himself and to say no. I was very impressed. Yes, you can so, really take that from like that gospel that's always read in weddings that is always misunderstood about, you know, like Christ calling men to like love their wives like Christ laid down his life he's like doing that for you in little ways by not eating your chocolate <laughs> that's right oh that's such a nice way to think of it I never thought about him not eating my chocolate as a way that he's laying down his life you know he's, he's feeding the good wolf we're just saying <laughs> that's right he's feeding the good wolf not chocolate but he's feeding it <laughs> exactly I mean maybe it's like bad for wolves like it is for dogs I don't know oh, that's fantastic but yeah so it's just it is yeah, yeah. but it is funny how like technology transcends a lot of things and it's just something I've been thinking about I actually recently and I, I say that I'm, I'm really liking this and I really am but I just deleted my Facebook deactivated my Instagram I saw Pinterest which oh, wow. maybe I I like Pinterest it's it's interesting um but Pinterest I, is like it's the web version of anthropology for me I'm probably yeah. never going to actually act on any of it but it makes me feel inspired so I like it. <laughs> I know right I'm like trying to decide how I want to redecorate my room so I'm going to repaint it in a little bit and I'm just using, I know, I, my room is yellow, um, side note, and it's beautiful. It's like a buttercream yellow, but I have like a natural, I'm kind of have like yellow undertones. And so in a room that is yellow, putting on makeup, I can't, it, like I walk out and I have like streaks on the side of my face and it just looks bad. So that's not the only reason I'm repainting my room, just to be clear, but it is something that I do. It's like my, um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, there's nothing worse though than thinking that you look cute and then you get to work and you look in like the work mirror and you're just like, oh my gosh, I left the house like this. And <laughs> work is when you've greeted people and no one says anything. And then you like at 11.30 and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have kind people. With like a paper towel or something so that your makeup doesn't look streaky or like you're trying to smooth down the crazy hair. Yeah. I don't know. The crazy hair is you have such beautiful hair <laughs> baby curly hair that just is great it's like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> what was that i said it's like a beast oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard something else so I'm, I'm glad that that was not what you said <laughs> anyways yeah well we got off yes. a little bit from the main line of companionship but this is what partially it's about you know it's just like having things to That's right dialogue about and to be encouraged by um and something i and it came to mind when we were talking about this a little bit ago and i, I want to kind of circle back a little bit with you you had mentioned how you're kind of going through a point of life where you're realizing that um you can't and you don't have to be friends with everyone but you sometimes have people that we work with that we interact with frequently who maybe um you would label them in like the acquaintance level of friendship but they maybe haven't like gotten into like your friend level um and mm-hmm. i know there's some studies and i think i've actually heard this on other podcasts about like the whole the each person has about space to care about 150 people 
Yes, yeah. Which is part of the reason I deleted my Facebook. And I'm not going to lie. I had to reactivate it to get something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this person had a baby. This person got married. And, you know, all these things that I was, like, thinking in my head I had missed. And I was like, but if I if I saw these people, like, I would be happy for them. I really am. But they don't – we are not close enough that I should be as invested in their life. And I don't mean that to sound, mm-hmm. like, callous. But, you know, like, you have I'm to sure kind of – At some point, you have to make sure you're not spreading yourself too thin. Exactly. Exactly. Sure that the people that are getting your attention are really getting your attention and aren't getting just a half, half baked mm-hmm. version of you. <laughs> yeah. No one likes raw, but no brownies, right? Um, well, no, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I said that, and I was like, actually, people do. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just been something that's been interesting for me to kind of see a little bit as I've disengaged from social media and kind of broken the habit of like checking it and just scrolling. Um, Mm-hmm. I found myself reading a lot more, which is cool, um, mm. reading a yeah. lot more. And, you know, people are like, oh, you missed out on this event because, like, you don't have Facebook. But it's like, I don't really feel as if I'm missing out because, you know, if someone wants to invite me something, they'll let me know. And that's very, there's no, very good point. Yeah, exactly. And it just means my schedule is less packed because I don't have, like, six different invites that come in on a Saturday. And I'm now having to, like, choose or pick, you know, like, what am I going to see? What am I going to do? Because it made me realizing, like, the quality of some of those um, interactions may not be as like mm. as much soul food, but yet I would have invested in them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been a way to help me filter because I am a huge, I love people. I'm a, you talk about Myers Briggs for a second. I'm an ENFP. So I love being around people. I love interacting. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, it, I think having a job where I work in a very heavy people environment has helped me kind of temper that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just, it's made me appreciate and be more intentional about the time time that we have you know and not like you said not spreading myself too thin mm-hmm. so well since you brought up uh Myers-Briggs I'll go ahead and say mine I'm an INFJ so that's kind of an odd combination and um sometimes I can see how it's a good thing and sometimes I can see how it works against me but um overall I mean can't change who you are so yeah yay <laughs> and you know what I mean this is kind of random but um and I think Myersburg is really helpful with her self-knowledge too um you know oh absolutely and I think I remember you mentioning how revelatory it was when you like realized that you were actually an introvert right yes which is unusual and because I do I also work with people a lot on a, a day-to-day basis and I usually have to be um I have to be nice to people all day which is is fun <laughs> also very draining <laughs> as an introvert um but yes I, but it's interesting because i believe that that particular personality type typically masks as an extrovert so a lot of people don't believe me when i say i'm introverted um, mm. but it's interesting too though as i feel like i've i've moved um out of the the apartment with the the, the best friends from college and moved in with obviously of course with my husband and then started a family i've seen um you know almost more of a desire for that extroverted I guess because I'm not just getting it um naturally that sort of female companionship so I've definitely seen that become more important and that I have to be more intentional about it whereas before it used to be just kind of built into my day oh man so I feel like that kind of kind of back to the (laughs) the beginning yeah no no it really does it's funny you mentioned that because I was just I don't say complaining seriously because this is like a beautiful thing to be able to complain about. Um, but I have three roommates and when I moved here, I didn't actually know any of them. Like we spoke on the phone once and then we, I moved in um, to this house of awesome, really fantastic women. 
And it was just funny because, you know, you begin that, like, awkward phase at the beginning. You're like, hi, we all live together. We don't really know each other. And, like, you try to be, like, everyone's very polite and, like, very proper. And there's, you know, the beauty to that phase of life, too. And then, like, now we're at the point where after two years of being roommates, which is crazy, we just signed another two-year lease, which makes you feel really old. Yeah. yeah. Um, But there's a great beauty in just coming home. And, like, we've developed really close friendships and that's it's nice to just come home and be like, oh, I have people I can just hang out with at home and really feed that extroverted part of me that just loves mm-hmm. people, but also I love attentionality and friendships and I hate small talk. And it's like the perfect combination, but that's something I had to be careful of because then I don't ever do things after work mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I have friends at home. Why would I go out? <laughs> so it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Like I have to make myself go out and like meet new people and, you know, mm-hmm network and socialize with uh with new faces so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah actually it's funny that you bring that up because I definitely remember feeling that when I was uh before I was married before I had even met my husband I remember thinking you know like I don't need to go out anymore I'm fine I've got my solid group of friends here we've got the guys just down the street Mm -hmm. like I'm good and you know that one night when Michelle had said (sighs) hey you should come to this uh party I could have totally missed out on this totally awesome life that I have now that's so funny yeah Kalashi. So extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because Michelle's an ENSJ so with yes. two or three of us we have like yes. really similar functions because um, ENFPs mm-hmm. and ENFJs are very similar but actually INFJs and ENFPs make some of the best friendships so I like this oh, interesting yeah, yeah it's actually my house, there's four of us, right? Two of us are ENFPs, two of us are INFJs, and it's great. So it's kind of funny how that worked out, but yeah. Sorry, what? I was just saying that in, sorry, what was that? Go ahead. Okay, so I was just saying that in my house, there's just the four of us, but two of us are ENFPs, and two of us are INFJs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it's kind of a funny makeup of how, like, in months, the four of us, we only have two different personality types. But, you know, there's, again, not to put too much emphasis on the marriage breaks. I know some people are less mm-hmm. convinced by that, but I just really found it to be helpful, like understanding myself better and knowing, you know, that I still need to recharging time and that's, that's a good thing, but that's why these kind of conversations yeah. are so like life-giving because it's intentional and like we get to really talk about needy things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you are on semi-vacations. I don't want to take up too much of your time away from everyone. Um, yeah, felt like no, a- you're good. You're good. Okay. It's important to get away sometimes, which is what I've <laughs> too long without getting. And uh, I feel like I've, I've paid dearly for it. I'm only just now starting to really relax. And we got here yesterday. Oh, man. The days are kind of blurring. So. Wow. How long are y'all staying? Just, um, just for another like two days or so. Um, so, so that'll be nice. I think yeah. tomorrow is going to be kind of like the 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 real release although maybe that'll start happening tonight um yeah absolutely <laughs> a glass of wine sounds great um and we are in the wine country so that oh. that's was uh that's, that was fun today we got to go to uh, a tasting and uh, after the tasting I was kind of sugared out so unfortunately <laughs> I didn't take further advantage of our location but I did bring some with me and I, I think after dinner I'll probably be ready to to go at it again <laughs> oh man you haven't had dinner yet I always forget the time difference though <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, because you're an hour ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, and we had we had a very late, um, a late lunch. So and it was heavy German food, which was absolutely delicious. But yeah, I um, was... yeah, could do a whole podcast just about food. We really <laughs> could. And you could probably just talk about like German, like food, kolaches for the whole time because you're an expert yeah. and I would check food. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've got all the have nationalities that have the best food that have the best um well the best non-healthy food like the <laughs> german french czech polish all those those good stout lasses that's where i come from a girl well, in case anyone too texas has a german pot that have just kolaches at the wazoo and they're like very authentic and amazing and everyone should stop <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's funny because you wouldn't expect that in Texas, but they are there. I know there's little, it's really interesting because I feel like um, just within within the state, there's a lot of like sub pockets where people from one particular area came over and then they all settled in that area. So there's, you know, like a, a, a Czech community. And, and it's interesting because that Czech community is actually very well known around different um, like, like the families know each other within that community. Um Wow. And so, yeah, so, so my husband is, um, like full on half Czech and, um, his sister is dating, um, another gentleman who's also Czech. And it was a very interesting conversation with his, I think it was his dad's aunt. And, you know, she was like, Oh, I know that last name. Are they the ones that have land out in Howitzville? And it was like, yeah, that's the one. Oh my <laughs> so they god! Know each other within that small community, which is, I think, is really great. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of friendships, I think that you know that kind of also adds to knowing, you know, feeling like you're known is when somebody yeah. knows your family and knows where you're from and knows the community and the you know the area that you grew up in. So, um, I, I unfortunately I don't. I mean, I guess I do have that personally. I have that way up in Pennsylvania, but um, I'm kind of unfortunately disconnected from that side of the family not by choice just by distance but mm-hmm. it's neat to, that I've married into a family where they have such such strong roots and they know who they are and they know where they came from um when we were at we were at a family reunion for my husband's side of the family a couple of weeks ago and he as we were passing by it was the farm that his family um owned they used to own oh and you know he could see the house that his um his grandfather grew up in and you know he was commenting he's like that that house just makes me feel so much pride for who I am and where I've come from and that house to me represents you know hard work and determination and just being proud of of who you are and I thought that was really neat yeah that's so cool wow I love that and I like how you bring that <laughs> like in the context of like you like know where know who you are know where you've come from like because I think that's like something mm-hmm. that is so is very lacking in modern culture especially in the United States it's just like Absolutely. we're very rootless especially because, in American culture yeah mm-hmm. yeah and people move so much like where there's great there can be great goodness in being so mobile but like mm-hmm. I think it's also really impressed upon me um what you you lose in that too you know you don't have the proximity mm-hmm. of family to just stop in and to be a frequent visitor and to be mm-hmm. It's really yes. that comfortable, I guess, in a way. And it's really cool to have that context of like, you have your, you know, you know who you are, you know where you come from. And I think that's, that's why friendship, I think is incredibly important in mm-hmm. an era where we don't have 
the ongoing like familial presence in like the village you know it's not like small town usa main street it's like <laughs> friends yes, yes. keeping in touch over facebook or you know the phone or whatever that may be or family you know keeping absolutely. in touch like that absolutely so. no and i i think that you know technology while it is really great you know i love that i can send my my mother and my mother-in-law pictures of my son and they can kind of respond quickly or you know you can do um video chats and things like that i think that's really helpful but i do agree that i think that it it's a very poor poor way to try to make up for a deeper longing that we have for for that community and for that ability to know who you are and and where you came from totally that actually makes me think of the love languages we should do a talk one time on the love languages yes i love the love languages (laughs) me too it's so interesting and it explains so much (laughs) Yes, it really does. It can give you such good insights. And I think it's interesting too, that those can change. Yes. As you, depending on who you're, who you're with or what your situation is, it can change, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's beautiful too, that it's not like a set thing and like, it's not like one isn't better than the other, but it's just, there's this, mm-hmm. there's an understanding of like, as people, these are the ways that we best receive love mm-hmm. and then again it's like self-knowledge but I think that one is helpful too, to like understand other people and like if this isn't working with this person try this and then try this <laughs> right. you can, just to care right. for those around us more completely whether it's you know sending chocolates or just like thinking about someone and like shooting them a quick text message being like hey I just thought of you I just want you to know that like yeah, I've got you like in prayer whatever you need just let me know yeah. like that kind of um just awareness to people is yeah it's really great so absolutely absolutely all the good things this has been a lot of food for thought of like how to flesh out further podcasts I agree I agree I'm excited for future episodes we'll definitely have to get some of those um get those down on paper I'm a paper person so yeah visual I I was like jotting down things I was like these are the things about friendship that I think would be kind of cool to talk about and ironically enough we hit all of them it very naturally That I mean, I wasn't um, being like, now I'm going to gently shift the conversation to hit my third topic. It was just like, obviously, things that we've kind of talked about before, but it really came together in a unique way. Cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'd also just like to say that we should totally do an episode about our favorite Anna Green Gables characters at one point. Uh, yes, I need to reread those. It's been too long. Maybe yeah, I'll make that my project when I get home. Yes, I love that she grows with you, but that's for another topic. <laughs> Yes. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Yes. Well, all right. Well, I feel like this is probably a good place to wrap up. Any last thoughts or Hmm. final words? That's not ominous. (laughs) (laughs) Any final words? No, I mean, I just uh, thank you for being able to just having such a lovely conversation and get these thoughts out because I just, you're hearing what our normal conversations sound like and that's what you get to be able to bring up. (laughs) And like almost like put it burn away. <laughs> yes, memorialize it <laughs> for all of the future generations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, including the people that are going to be digging up our time capsule twenty years from now and thinking that we're um, just like huge dorks. <laughs> yeah, we need to put a good bottle of wine in that time capsule, and I'll be very happy. Call oh, Trader Joe's Redfin. Yes. Ooh, I would be totally on board with that. That's my favorite. <laughs> It's a good one. The organic one is top notch. The red table wine. Yes, that's my favorite one. We should do a wine recommendation each time. 
Yes. Oh, that yes. Well, that's going to be mine almost every time because if it's my budget, <laughs> I can get one bottle, one <laughs> bottle a week, and I can stretch it out as long as I can. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's that's my that's my recommendation for now. We'll see if it changes. <laughs> Perfect. I can't have more with that. That's our that's our wine for the week, ladies and gentlemen. I just ladies, but <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so well, Lizzie, thank you again, and I hope the rest of your your vacation is restful and rejuvenating. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I hope that work is good for you this week, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.